That's it. Let's give that unto the Lord right now. If it's been good to you, you ought to let him know. That's it. If he, if he pulled you out tonight, when everybody around you said you would never make it, if he pulled you into his kingdom, praise God. Baptize you in the name that is above every name. You got a reason to rejoice tonight. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, Pastor was in the Holy Ghost. When he began to talk about Lazarus, I knew I was right where I needed to be. Amen. I do want to give honor to Brother and Sister Vasquez tonight. Could you give them a hand clap? Brother and Sister Hughes as well, these men of God, God bless you. Love and appreciate all that you do in the kingdom. If you have your Bibles tonight, if you turn to John chapter 11, be reading verses 1 through 5. John chapter 11, verses 1 through 5. It's been probably two years ago now. Uh, we were asked to come and preach a revival in central Louisiana. And about a week or two before we got there, there was a man on the second row to the back that fell dead at the end of service. And they called the ambulance to come and get him, and they began to pray for him. And right before the ambulance showed up, the pastor there walked back to him, began to rebuke death. And that man sat straight up. Ambulance pulled in. They put him on the gurney, began to check all of his vitals, and Brought him on to the hospital, run all kinds of tests. They couldn't figure out what it was that caused this. So when we pulled up in the driveway, there was faith that was through the roof. These folks were believing God for anything. We've seen many notable miracles, seen a lot of healing. I think 35 to 40 got baptized in Jesus' name, and a great number received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but, but revival broke out throughout that parish. And I truly believe tonight that it all started because of one individual circumstance. John chapter 11, verse 1 through 5. Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany. Bethany meaning misery. Anybody ever been miserable? I raised both hands. I've been at that place. I've looked around and it don't seem like anything's going right. Like my prayers are just hitting the ceiling. It's not a fun place to be. It'll make you question things. It'll make you wonder a little bit why it is that this is taking place and that's taking place. Make you begin to take inventory to see if you've done something wrong or Why it is this shit could be happening to me? Anybody ever felt that way? The town of Mary and her sister Martha 
It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. And when Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. And verse 5 says, Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Psalm 49 and verse 15, I didn't give it to my brothers in the back, but I feel led to, led to read it. Psalm 49 and verse 15 Praise the Lord. I love to hear pages turning. It's one thing about the book, it don't ever run out of battery. Amen. You don't have to charge it up. It's already charged. Psalm 49 and 15, But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me, Selah. The word grave in this scripture translates into the Greek as Sheo or Hades, meaning the abode of the dead, the grave, or a place of no return. And I want to preach to you from this title for a minute, a four-day delay. A four-day delay. Let's lift our hands. Lord, we love you. Could you talk to him for a minute? God, I thank you for your word tonight that's forever settled in heaven. Thank you for the anointing of the Holy Ghost that I feel. God, thank you for the boldness that's in this place. Lord, I, I pray your anointing right now on every heart and every mind. God, that they would receive your word with faith. God, that it would benefit them before we leave tonight. I pray your anointing upon me that you would help me, that you would bring things to my remembrance, that I would speak with clarity that I would say only what you won't say and nothing more. Let the gifts of the Spirit be in operation tonight that your body would be edified and encouraged before we leave. Confirm your word. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I ask all these things. Let's clap our hands to the Lord one more time. Amen. You may be seated tonight in Jesus' name. A four-day delay. Many times in life, because of different circumstances or situations, it may seem that we have came to a place of no return. The enemy of your soul tonight would like nothing more to make you accept the lie that there's no reason to keep going that your problem is never going to change and God has forgotten about you. Simply where you are now is where you're always going to be. In our text tonight, the man Lazarus and his family seem to be in a very similar place that you and I often find ourselves. The man whom Jesus loved was sick. And twice in the first five verses of this chapter, John wants to make sure that the reader understands that Jesus loved him. The enemy would like to lie and tell you that this present situation that you're dwelling in has removed you from the love of God. 
But I've got to remember what the Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 8. Who shall separate me from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress, persecution or famine, nakedness, peril or sword? He said, nay, in all these things, you are more than a conqueror through him who loved you. He said, it don't matter where you're at. You're more than a conqueror. It don't matter what you're dealing with. You're more than a conqueror. He said, I am persuaded. You got to be persuaded tonight of the love that God has for you. You got to have it settled in your heart that no matter where he leads me, he still loves me. Oh, I'm going to preach out here for a minute. No matter what I'm going through, he still loves me. No matter what I'm dealing with, whether or not I get it right or wrong, whether or not, yeah, whether or not I'm miserable, God still loves me. All the hell broke out in my life. Brother Austin does not mean that God does not love me. Brother, I've hang on to them, them three simple words, God is love, many, many times. When I found my plan, when I found myself in situations that I really didn't understand, I'd go back to that verse, God is love. And no matter if I don't understand why it is that I'm dealing with what I'm dealing with. Let me just preach to some real folks around here. Now, so I know some of us live in flowers and rainbows all the time. But there's some other folks that live down here in the real world. Fighting devils bigger than Goliath. Got all kinds of things going on. I'm going to tell you, you can hang on to the fact that God loves you. That he'd never leave you or forsake you. That you might find yourself in a corner sometime. People ready to roll the stone over in front of you. Find yourself in a place of no return. But you got to hang on to the fact, friend, that God loves me. That's the thing. We find ourselves in hell, and we try to find a scripture where the word says that we were never going to have to go there. But that ain't how it works. David said in Psalm 16 and 10, Thou will not leave my soul in hell, neither suffer thy holy one to see corruption. Whenever old David died, the man after God's own heart, he went to a holding place called Sheol. And there he was, the righteous dead and the unrighteous dead. For 2,000 years, but David had a word from God that he was not going to leave him where he was at. I bet every day the unrighteous was in his ear, brother, saying, what makes you any different than we are? 
Anybody ever heard that? What makes you so different than me? You live for God. You go to church. You pay your tithe. You worship. You praise. You read your Bible. And you're still dealing with the same things that I'm dealing with. What makes you any different? I'm going to tell you what makes you different tonight, friend. All them unrighteous is going to die right there where they're at. But all of those in the faith have got a word from the living God that though you might find yourself in hell, you better bet your bottom dollar that sooner or later he's coming to get you out. God, I feel the Lord right now. He's coming to get you out of that place. You got a word that he ain't going to leave you there. But his love is enough to bring you out. Well, I've been every day heard the mockery of the unrighteous. But then all of a sudden, the ground began to shake. And the man Christ Jesus drive kicked the doors. And all them, all them old devils that was there mocking David. Turned and ran the other direction. And he said, Dave, if you're tired of being here, you better pack your bags. Because in three days, we coming up out of here. I'm telling somebody right now, you might have been dwelling in that place for a long time. But God has come this night. And if you're ready to if you're ready to leave, you better get ready to pack up and walk out, friend. Because you ain't got to stay there any longer. Just because you've been dealing with a delay, brother, that don't mean that God has denied you. Just because you've been praying a prayer. And the answer ain't never came. That does not mean that God has denied you. I'm going to tell you something. The Lord does things with purpose and on purpose. Everything that he does is on purpose. Oh, but Brother Miller, I don't understand. I'm going to tell you something. You only really begin to trust God when you come to the end of your understanding. And you got to lean on his. That's why Proverbs 3 and 5 tells us, trust in the Lord. With all thine heart, lean not on your own understanding. He said, in all your ways, acknowledge him. And he shall direct the path. This is trust. 
when you're waiting on God to show up, you're saying, I don't know where you're at, but I still trust you. I don't understand what's going on, but I trust you. I don't know if I can make it one more day, but I trust you. Matter of fact, I don't even, I don't even agree. Oh, I'm a, I don't even agree with what you're doing. Brother, there's things that go on, and I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't agree with what's taking place. I don't agree with him not answering me. I don't agree with why it's happening like this. And he knows I don't. Because I tell him. But I'm going to tell you one thing for sure. Even when I don't agree, I still trust him. Somebody ought to shout right now. Saying, God, I, I don't know what it is that's going on. But I trust you. I know in good time that you're going to step into this situation. And you're going to have your way in it. No matter how far gone it seems tonight, friend, you hear me? It's not out of his hand tonight. When the messengers came to inform Jesus of Lazarus' sickness, brother, the Bible says that he abode two days in the same place where he was. He got the petition. He heard what was going on back home at those folks' house that he loved. And he never even moved a muscle. I guarantee you questions started surfacing as if the longer that he hesitated, the more that Lazarus' sickness would get out of hand. But we got a word that all things. I can't tell you there wasn't nobody understood exactly what it was that he was doing. I promise you them folks back home, we're going to get to them here in a minute. They didn't understand why in the world that he would hesitate. But he was working something for the good. It's a word for somebody tonight. You've been praying a prayer for a long time. And every day, instead of it getting better, it seems like it's getting worse. And it seems to be just like it's out of your reach. And when it gets out of our reach, well, there ain't nothing that anybody can do with it. We got to know that it might not be under death, but it's for the glory of God that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. You got to make up in your mind God, somehow, some way, you're going to get the glory for what I'm dealing with. 
You got to get it settled in your spirit right now. God, you're going to get glory out of it. I don't understand why you're hesitating, but you're going to get glory. After two days waiting, he got up, started making his way a day's journey towards Bethany. So when he arrived on the fourth day, we was in a service beginning of last year, beginning of this year. I was preaching revival Sundays and Wednesdays, kind of like we are right now at this church. The first Sunday, Lord had revealed cancer to me, this sister's body. And we began to pray for her, brother. We got people around her. I looked at her dead square in her eyes. I said, the Lord's going to heal you of that disease. God don't reveal things to somebody to make them look good. God reveals things because he's going to take care of business. So the following service, it don't look like it's getting any better. It looks like it's getting worse. She comes to service wearing a mask. The next Sunday, seems like it's going downhill. And every time I see this lady walk in, I'm thinking, Lord, what are you doing? I'm, so I'm wrestling with this, brother. We go back to the evangelist quarters of the camp where we've stayed in our RV. And I'd ask my wife, I'd say, babe, what's going on? I'm talking to God about this. I'm saying, Lord, now you showed me what was going on with that lady. You didn't show me just to show me. You showed me because you was going to heal her. I know what you said to her, and it, it looks like the opposite's happening. So before we leave there, I want you to listen right here, Brother Craig. Before we leave this revival, she gets a, a, the doctor tells her that she's, they finna call hospice, that she needs to call her family, and let them know that she ain't going to make it too much longer. So we leave that revival with that word. And about a week later, we was at the house, and we was riding the golf cart. We hit, we hit a block. And we come on the backside of that, that block, brother. My wife got a text message from a lady in the church said, hey, I got a testimony I want to share with you. Call me whenever, as soon as you can. And my wife showed me that text. I said, well, you got to call her right now. So she called her and put her on speaker. And she said, hey, you know that lady that we prayed for with the cancer? She went back to the doctor, and every bit of that cancer is gone. Every bit of it's gone. Now, hold on. I want you to hear me right now. She had a son that was in the military. She called that boy in the military and said, hey, son, you need to get home. I might not live too much longer. Well, he comes to church that Sunday. And got baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, that boy never would have come home if mama wouldn't have got put on hospice. But God, God had to let it get to a place of no return. 
because somebody's soul was weighing in the balance. I'm telling you right now, the delay tonight does not mean that you've been denied. God's working something behind the scenes. And he's going to accomplish something great out of it. Woo! See, he was going to do more than just heal that lady's cancer. But it was because of mama's situation that that baby boy that was lost on his way to hell was going to receive salvation. Look at your neighbor. Say, God's doing something greater than I realized. Because on the fourth day when Jesus showed up, brother, he, he hesitated four days because by Jewish tradition, it was said that the spirit would hover around the body looking for reentry. But through the third day and when the fourth day would roll around, it would depart with no chance of recovery for that individual. If Jesus would have showed up on the second day, they could have said, well, this happened. If he'd have showed up on the third day, well, they could have blamed it on this. But on the fourth day, on the fourth day, he understood that there wasn't anybody or anything going to be able to get the glory for the miracle that was getting ready to be performed in old Lazarus' life. Somebody got to hear me. Whenever God shows up, there ain't nobody going to be able to get the glory for the miracle that's getting ready to be performed. Somebody got to take a hold of this right now. I might not understand. I might not agree. It might look like it's getting worse, but God's working something greater than I realized. God's doing something greater tonight than you understand. Lift your hands all across the house right now. That's it. Come on, pray right now. Come on, delayed, but that does not mean that I'm denied. Come on, he's making his way right now. He's making his way right now. Come on, there's prayers that you've been praying. You ready to give up on them? Ready to throw in the towel? Ready to say that it ain't worth it? You hear me? God's doing something greater. And you understand tonight. Go ahead, sister. See, 
Come on. Build your faith right now. I know some of us been at work all day. I've been praying for you all day long. On and off. I know you're tired right now. Build your faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Kito robo satayande. Ikorekete masoto yo. Ilaboroto mosataya. Ikerekete masoto ye. Bandile kiro mosoto robote makaya. Ibarokete mosoto. Let's see it. Keep praying right now. Kilo moroko to mosata rebote maki. Iporeto mosata rekete maya. Imoreto mosata rekete. Kilo moroko to mosata ya. That's it. When Jesus come walking up to Bethany, Martha came out to him. Said, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother had not died. If you'd have just showed up when I called you. Come on, somebody. If you'd have just came whenever I told you the first time that this was going on, this situation wouldn't look like it does. My brother wouldn't have died if you'd have came when I called you. It's too late. He's too far gone. The Lord told her, he said, thy brother will rise again. She said, I know that he'll rise again at the resurrection in the last day. Lord, I understand that, but what about right now? What about what I'm dealing with right now? Jesus said, I am the resurrection. And I am the life. He that believeth on me. He that believeth on me though he were dead though the situation that they're dealing with is death as long as you believe on me as long as you don't lose your faith in the process Yet shall it live. It don't matter how dead that it looks. When the word makes contact with that situation. Jesus said in John 6, 63, the words that I speak, they are spirit.
when the word makes contact. Brother Danny, y'all lift your hand. Kito robo sakit amaya. Hite rebo sandai. He kamore kete bo sataya. Hinde andarobo satarekita. Hinde rekete masataya. He korebo sataye. Brother, as I stood over there on the left side. I seen you taking a step up the rung on the ladder. Yeah. There's another dimension, brother. You hear me right now. That God's going to take y'all into. And that's why all hell has fought because he's doing all that he can to stop it. The delay tonight does not mean denial. I'm going to tell you, God's speaking this word right now. Everybody praying right now. Come on, God, if you'd have been here, my brother had not died. Come on, there's life coming right now. Like some of us, the word finna make contact. With that situation that you've been dealing with. I'm not talking about tomorrow. I'm not talking about next week. I'm talking about right now. That's it. Come on, I got some more words to preach. We'll get to it in a minute. Let the Spirit have free course right now. Come on, let God do what He wants to do. Some of you need to start encouraging yourself right now. I want to tell you right now, God's just not overlooked all the tears that you've cried. 
God's just not turned a blind eye to you. The Bible says that Mary came and, and fell at his feet, said the same thing that her sister said. And it was at that moment, brother, that Jesus groaned within himself. He was moved with compassion. for what had taken place in the life of Lazarus and how it made his sisters feel. Hebrews chapter 4, that's it. Come on, we'll keep, we'll, we'll move as the Lord lets us. Kilo borrokoto mosataya. Sister, how's your hand? In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the authority of the Word of God and the power of the Holy Ghost, I curse every pain right now in this hand. I tell the knots to dissolve right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the authority of the Word of God, and the power of the Holy Ghost. Okay, is that little knot, is that other knot gone all the way? I want to tell this church, this sister called us before we got out of the door Sunday morning. We prayed for her hand. Well, all the pain in it's gone right now. She had two knots in it. One of the knots is gone. It was just here whenever we just prayed for it. But it's completely gone, but she's still got another one. But I remember when Jesus prayed for the blind man two times. I'm going to say it again. I remember when the Lord Jesus prayed for the blind man two times. And it was on the second time that his eyes opened all the way up. I want everybody to lift your hands right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The authority of the Word of God and the power of the Holy Ghost. I curse this knot right now by the root. I tell you to dissolve in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The authority of the Word of God and the power of the Holy Ghost. I ain't getting smaller right now. I can feel it under my thumb. Y'all keep praying right now. Kilo morocoto mosata repete. Ide mandere morocoto mosata ya. Indere morete mosata yete. Kindara morocoto mosata robotea.
you believe the Lord's going to do a complete work, just lift your hands. That's it. Lift your voice right now. Come on, there's something supernatural happening in this church right now. Oh, man, it's leaving right now. God, I feel the Lord. Hebrews chapter 4 tells us that we have not a high priest that has not been touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are. It says, therefore, let us come boldly before the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find help in our time of need. All the way to Lazarus' tomb, it was almost as if they were trying to talk him out of it. would have been here. He shows up and says, take away the stone. I'm ready to answer. What you've been asking for. You know what the one said that gave the petition? Lord, it's been four days. By this time, he's stinking. God, I believe that you could do something with it back there. But not now. See, we done wrapped it in grave clothes. Laid him down in the tomb. Put a napkin over his face. If you'd have just showed up yesterday. that he might could have lived. It's the fourth day. <laughs> Don't put that prayer tonight in grave clothes. prayer up that you've been praying and put it away and say it's too far gone <laughs> I know you've seen a delay tonight 
understand it might look dead and unable to be revived. But whenever he shows up to bring life back into that situation, Will he still find faith? That's what the little widow woman that troubleth on just judged day and night. Trouble the unjust judge day and night. I believe it's Luke chapter 17. She'd, she'd go and he wouldn't answer. She just continued to trouble him. Let's just lift our hands right now. Scripture goes on to say, and will not God avenge his very elect that cry to him day and night, though he bear long with them? It says it will, he will avenge them speedily. But here's all of a sudden, the answer's going to come. But he said, nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, it's not talking about at the end. That's talking about when he comes with the answer. Will he find faith on the earth? When he shows up at the graveside to revive what you've been praying about, is he going to find faith tonight? a sovereign move of God through here. I'm telling you right now. I know I figured we'd be shouting by now. I figured we'd be shouting. Kito rebo sakata mare yenderebo rokoto mosataya Ilaborekete masanda roto bondaya. That's it. 
Come on, lay your hand on your neighbor right now. Come on, if you ain't praying, just lay your hand on your neighbor. Jesus Christ, the authority of the Word of God and the power of the Holy Ghost. I curse cancer right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. I bind you up. I dismiss you from my sister's body. I tell you to be removed. I speak virtue right now. God, that it would begin to touch and destroy. That's... Come on, he just showed up to the graveside. Some of you been laying there for a long time. Come on, you back and forth on Sundays and Wednesdays. All the while you're living in the grave. But I hear the Lord calling you. Lazarus! Come far! Come far! It's just like the pastor said at the beginning of this service. When the word goes out, you got to respond to it. you got to be obedient. To what the Lord is trying to do. Hebrews 4 and 2 tells us the word profited of nothing, not being mixed with faith. You're tired of being in that state tonight, get up and walk out. It says, He that was bound hand and foot in grave clothes.
That's it. Y'all pray all across the house right now. Come on, let the Lord have his way. Come on, and let, let God use you tonight. Let the Lord lead you. Let the Lord lead you. Go to somebody. Pray for them. Pray healing over them.
close to you right now. And why don't you just pray that God would do whatever it is that they need him to do. Amen. The Holy Ghost is still at work in this place right now. It's not too late for your miracle. It's not too late for your breakthrough. It's not too late for the Lord to move. demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. If you're praying, we want you to continue praying. But I am here tonight. We are excited.